the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. See, Pharaoh was probably thinking, doesn't he know who I am? I'm the world governing leader of the world right here. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching us God's truth right from the Bible with lessons that we may not want to hear, but we need to hear. Let's jump right in today's study. Okay, this is part two. We're looking at Exodus chapter 5 and 6, I entitled this message, Being Denied. So again, we're picking up from where we left off last time, and Moses reluctantly has gone back to Egypt. He didn't want to go, but God had convinced him to go with his brother Aaron, and they shared with the people of God that God had not forsaken them, that he was going to deliver them, and now Moses is going to go before Pharaoh and say, let my people go. So we're going to look at this first thought here, who is the Lord? As we read Exodus chapter 5, verse 1, listen, if you're driving in the car, Keep your eyes on the road. I'll do the reading. You do the listening. Exodus 5.1 says, And afterwards Moses and Aaron came and said to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may celebrate and feast to me in the wilderness. But Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord, that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, and besides, I will not let Israel go. Then they said, The God of the Hebrews has met with us. Please let us go three days' journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. Otherwise, he will fall upon us with pestilence or with a sword. But the king of Egypt, Pharaoh, said to them, Moses and Aaron, Why do you draw the people away from their work? Get back to your labors. Again, Pharaoh said, Look, the people of the land are now many and you would have them cease from their labors. So the same day Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters over the people, and the people were slaves, obviously, God's people, and their foremen saying, you are no longer to give the people straw to make brick as previously, yet they have to go draw straw for themselves. But the quota of the bricks has to say the same. Wow. But we'll stop there for right now. Well, it all seemed so easy. Hey, Moses, Go tell Pharaoh, thus says the Lord, let my people go. Yet Pharaoh said, what? What did he say? Who's the Lord? I'm not letting my slaves go anywhere. Hey, Moses, what rhymes with yo and starts with an N? Again, this arrogant world leader replied to Moses, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? See, Pharaoh was probably thinking, Doesn't he know who I am? I'm the world governing leader of the world right here. Yes, people who feel entitled would use that line. I remember a few years ago, Reese 
Witherspoon, the actress, and her husband were pulled over by the police, and Reese got into the police officer's face, and she was being obnoxious to the police officer. <laughs> the officer flipped her around, put handcuffs on her, and arrested her. It's like, she said, don't you know who I am? He says, I don't care. <laughs> or what about Miley Cyrus? She was ordering a burger in L.A. here. And, you know, she was asked her name, you know, by the person, you know, and the, and the person, and the, she said to the person like, well, don't you know who I am? Obviously not, Miley. Okay. Yes. You know, this arrogant world leader was having no part of letting God's people go. So with a resounding no, he responded to Moses. But again, he asked the question, who is the Lord? Well, he's going to find out firsthand who God is, who the Lord was. First of all, guess what, Pharaoh? He's the creator of all things seen and unseen. He is the great I am. He is the creator of all life itself. He is the reason our hearts are beating in our chest. He's the one who causes the sun to rise in the morning and to set at night. Really, Pharaoh was just mocking. He was mocking Moses. He was mocking God. He was mocking everything. You know, and he allowed himself through his own pride and arrogance to blind himself from anything other than himself. You know, we see the same thing today. Remember that speech that President Biden gave a couple weeks ago? And what did he say? He's like, I have overperformed. Hey, President Biden, stop listening to all your yes-men that tell you you're the greatest president that ever lived. Guess what? Our country's a disaster right now. Crime is skyrocketing. Your inflation is going through the roof. You're getting ready to pick a fight with, you know, Russia. You pulled out of Afghanistan. It was a complete and total disaster. So don't get up there and tell the American people, I have overperformed and I've done this great job. But do you see what happens with world leaders when they start listening to the people that around them? Because we just saw today, nothing really changes in life. What do we learn from history? We usually learn nothing from history. Yet in total faith and boldness, Moses and Aaron tell Pharaoh that it was the God of the Hebrews that had sent them. And they tell Pharaoh that they were going to go three days journey to worship the Lord. Now, I'm not really sure if that's just a compromise, because I don't remember God ever telling Moses, oh, we're going to go three days journey and go worship the Lord and like come back. No, we're not coming back. We're out of here. Pharaoh, we're leaving and we're not coming back. See, they obviously were not planning on coming back, but they added to Pharaoh, if you don't let these people go in verse 3, our God is going to fall on this place with pestilence and sword. That word pestilence in the Hebrew means a fatal disease and plague sent to destroy. Yet Pharaoh dismisses any possible threat as he seems to turn a deaf ear to any possible threat. And the thought of Pharaoh releasing Egypt's entire free workforce that's been cleaning their toilets and sweeping their floors and cleaning their streets and building their cities, it almost seemed humorous to him. Yet, even though Pharaoh might have been ignorant to God's identity 
And even though he was resistant to letting God's people go, this was no excuse to increase the Hebrews' workload with an impossible task of making the same amount of bricks with now having to go supply your own materials for themselves because the straw was used to help bind the clay together to make the bricks. Again, Pharaoh, what he's really doing here is he's taunting God, he's taunting Moses, and he's taunting God's people. I wonder if you have a supervisor, maybe a family member, who likes to taunt you, who likes to harass you about your faith, about your relationship with God. Maybe they're always teasing you or mocking you about your faith by minimizing your faith in Christ. Well, here's some verses. I don't know if you can jot these down. If you're driving, keep driving. But listen, it says in Proverbs 14, 12, there's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. You know, I can share Christ with people and they'll say, well, I don't believe that. That's a bunch of fairy tales. You know, when you die, you die, you go into the grave and that's it. You become worm food. Hey, and I tell them, I go, well, guess what? You're absolutely wrong. The Bible says it's appointed for every man and woman to die once, and after this comes judgment. And guess what? One out of every one person dies. So you're going to die one day, and you're going to stand before God. And they go, well, I don't believe that. I go, well, guess what? You're absolutely wrong. See, again, Proverbs fourteen twelve. there's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Another verse is in Psalm 14, 1. It says, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. People will tell me, I don't believe in God. I don't believe he's there. And I'll tell, I'll tell them, Psalm 14, 1, the fool says in his heart, and they'll look at me, are you calling me a fool? I said, absolutely not. I am not calling you a fool. The God of heaven, the God that's making your heart beat in your chest with no batteries is calling you a fool. He's saying you're absolutely senseless if you think that the planet Earth, which is traveling in an orbit around the sun that's 520 million miles long at 1,000 miles per second, do you think it just happened? Do you think there was some big bang explosion and it just happened? Do you think that we just were created from monkeys and, you know, and just went through Cro-Magnon Man and Neanderthal Man? Do you think that just by chance that seven and a half billion people on planet earth have a different fingerprint every one of us have different fingerprints we have a different eye print we have a different tongue print we have a different dna strand do you think that's just by accident or is it quite possibly that there's a divine creator you know have you ever had like a bottle of water of course you have. Everyone drinks a bottle of water. You know what it takes to design that plastic bottle of water with a screw on top with a little safety lid on it? I mean, do you think that just happened? I mean, you think if we took a bunch of, you know, plastic pellets and put them out in a vacant field here in Los Angeles and we let them sit for like, I don't know, two or three million years, do you think those plastic pellets would somehow come in and evolve into a plastic water bottle? You think, no, that's ridiculous, Pastor. Absolutely. That's my point. If a plastic water bottle can't make itself, how in the world did the human body make itself? It's like, don't you think we're just a slightly more complex than a water bottle? So there's a divine creator after us. And if you say there is no God, guess what? God says, you are a fool. It says in Deuteronomy 29, 29. The secret things belong to the Lord, our God, but the things revealed belong to us and our sons forever, that we may observe all the words of his law. Look, there's things that we're going to understand. There's things we're not going to understand, but there is a creator. 
It says in Isaiah 55, 11, it says, So my word will go out forth from my mouth, and it will not turn back empty or void without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. That's why us Christians, I'm talking to the Christians now, we are called to be the voice of reason to speak truth to people, whether they want to listen or not. Why? Because God's word goes out and doesn't come back void. So you could be sharing Christ with someone, and they might to your face think, you're an idiot. I, I, I can't believe you believe all that. It's a fairy tale. But guess what? They go home that night, and they think, wow, I'm going to die. The Bible says that every person dies, and after this comes judgment. And people know there's a judgment in the end. Why do you think we feel guilty? If we were just a bunch of monkeys that became humans, why do you feel guilty when you do something wrong? Because God wrote his word upon the fleshly tablets of your heart. God gave every single human being a conscience. Now, granted, if you do something wrong long enough, you callous your conscience, you callous your heart, and you don't feel bad anymore. But when you first start doing something wrong, you feel bad about it. Why again? Because God made it that way. Well, God's people are now being tormented by Pharaoh for not keeping up with the production of the bricks. And God's people tried to reason with Pharaoh in verse 15 of chapter 5. Why are you tormenting us, they said. And Pharaoh puts it right back on the lap of Moses. And he said in verse 17, well, guess what, people? You're lazy, and you want to go sacrifice to your God out in the wilderness, you know, as Moses requested. Yes, this was directed at Moses. Pharaoh was saying everything was just fine until Moses came along. This, of course, is how the devil still works today. We give our lives to Christ, Then we get confronted with a bunch of trials and hardships, and we think, it's so hard being a Christian. I never had these problems before. What do you mean you never had these problems before? Your life was miserable before. That's why you gave your life to Christ. I had a huge emptiness in my life. I had a black hole inside. My parents got divorced when I was 16. I got a girl pregnant when I was still in high school. It's like I would turn into a teenage alcoholic almost, and I was taking speed. Could you imagine me on speed? That's a scary thought. But anyway, man, when I came to Christ, I was a miserable human being. And Christ came in and he saved me. But yes, when we give our lives to Christ, doesn't mean life's going to be a bowl of cherries. This is why it's so important to get plugged in. Get plugged in with the church. Listen, if you're anywhere within an hour of Core Church Los Angeles, get in your car on Sunday mornings. Come and check us out. We're on the intersection of La Cienega and the 10 Freeway there on the west side of L.A. If you're listening on one of our 19 stations back on the East Coast, it's like you can download our free app. And, of course, anyone in Southern California can download that, too. Go to the App Store. Go to Core Church Los Angeles. You can watch our live broadcast. We have two services on Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.30. We have a Sunday night service at 6.30. We have a midweek service on Thursday night at 7.30. These are all Pacific times, of course, so you on the East Coast have to add three hours of those. But the point is, you can watch all of our services live right from your own device, your laptop, your computer, what have you. But download that app. Tell someone else that you know in some other state to download it so they can be encouraged with the truth of God's Word. But getting back here to our message, we must never forget how the devil works in this area. His voice is sly. 
The devil is cunning, and he's very deceitful. In fact, the Bible says in Revelation 12.10, he calls the devil the accuser of the brethren who accuses us before God day and night. And now all the people who are cheering the coming of Moses, those who were worshiping and saying, oh God, we're so thankful that you haven't forgotten about us and that you sent a deliverer for us and everything. Now, all of a sudden, they're getting ready to chuck Moses off a cliff in verse 21. They said, you have made us odious in Pharaoh's sight. That word odious in the Hebrew means you made us become offensive to him. Really, this word means we stink now before Pharaoh. Hey, Moses, you're killing me, Smalls, is what they're saying. May God judge you to hell. Get out of here. Oh, the fickleness of man. Just like when Jesus was riding into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, the people were crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna. You know, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They were quoting Psalm 118 and like, oh, this is so great. And the Pharisees came up to Jesus and said, silence these people. They're worshiping you. And Jesus said, if I tell these people to be quiet, the very rocks on the ground will be crying out. Why? Because as Zechariah said, the Savior of the world is coming riding into Jerusalem on the back of a donkey. And so they were crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna, save now. But then what happened just a few days later? They were all crying out, crucify him. Oh, my goodness, the fickleness of man. You know, so Moses was so bummed, and he goes back to God. And he's like, oh, he's like in a fetal position. He's sucking his thumb. He's, he's all like, oh, God, I told you I didn't want to come. Everything's a mess now. The people hate me, and now it's even worse for them. And this is what God says. This is what he says. You shall see, picking up here in Exodus chapter 6, verse 1. Let me read to you what it says. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. For under compulsion, he will let them go. And under compulsion, he will drive them out of the land. You know, God had already told Moses in chapter 3 and in chapter 4, I'm sending you in there, but Pharaoh is not going to let them go. Pharaoh's not going to let them go. So Moses already knew that. But now it's like he forgot everything. It's not just like us. God promises us something. Then we forget his promise. We start whining and belly aching. Then it's like, wait a second. I already told you this. But anyway, God goes on and he he spoke further to Moses and he said to him, I am the Lord and I appear to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob as God Almighty. But by my name, Lord, I did not make myself known to them. Verse 4 of chapter 6 of Exodus. And I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land which I have sojourned. And furthermore, I have heard the groaning of the sons of Israel because the Egyptians are holding them in bondage. And I have remembered my covenant and say, therefore, to the sons of Israel, I am the Lord, the God. I will bring you out from under their burden of the Egyptians. I will deliver you from their bondage. I will also redeem you and with my outstretched hand and with great judgments. Then I will take you for my people and I will be your God. And I shall, you shall know that I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will bring you into the land, which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, 
and Jacob, and I will give it to you for a possession. I am the Lord. Wow. Man, this is why we need to listen to the Lord. God said to Moses, now you shall see what I will do. Four times God says, I am the I am. Then eight times he says, I will pledge in his faithfulness. He says, eight times I will. I will deliver you. I will take you out of your bondage. I will redeem you. I will set you free. I will bring you into the land. I mean, eight times I will, I will, I will. He's saying he was pledging his faithfulness and his undeniable power to his people. God says to Moses, step back, Mo. You're going to see the mighty hand of God move. I wonder how many of us just give up at times when we think the fight is over, when in all actuality, the real fight, maybe it hasn't even started yet, and we think it's over, only to our surprise, it hasn't even begun. You know, we're going to continue to study this book through, all the way through to the end of this book, chapter by chapter and verse by verse, and we're going to see God literally break the back of Pharaoh. He's like, Remember what Pharaoh said earlier? He said, who's the Lord that I should let these people go? Your people are my slaves and they're not going anywhere. Well, guess what? God's going to break his back. He's going to bring one plague after another plague after another plague. And he's going to make the life of the Egyptians miserable. See, we think these world leaders get in charge and, and they get away with everything. Look what's happened to the United States in the last 40 years. Look how much sin we've embraced. Look at all the abortions we've done. We've done some like 62 million abortions. That's the entire population today of the state of California, the state of Oregon, the state of Washington, the state of Nevada, and the state of Arizona. I mean, it's like the entire West Coast of the United States, that's how many babies we've aborted. And we think like, oh, it's our woman's right and we can get away with all of this. And we have alternate lifestyles. And now we got transgenders. We got everything under the sun. And we think, oh, we're, we're getting away with all of this, this woke nation that we live in now. Guess what? Not so much. There's going to be a day of judgment, just like it came on Egypt. And where's Egypt today? Back in this day, they were a world-governing empire, the first world-governing empire. Where are they at today? Nothing. I mean, they're they're not a world-governing empire, nothing even close to it. They've never recuperated from God judging them. And judgment is going to happen to every single person. It's going to happen. And you might think, man, what are you, just like a gloom caster? No, I'm preaching the truth. And if you're not right with God, and you're not sure where you stand with him, you need to get right with God right now. And you might think like, well, what do you mean? Well, listen, if you've got any kind of sin going on in your life, I don't care what the United States laws say. I don't care if they call some sin, oh, this is okay, it's an alternate lifestyle. Listen, if God calls it sin, if it was sin 5,000 years ago, it's still sin today. But here's the, you know, here's the good news, because that's the bad news. The bad news is everyone's going to be judged. The good news is, you can be forgiven. The good news is Jesus Christ came and died on the cross so to bear your sin and my sin on his body so that we can be forgiven. And if you're listening right now and you want to be forgiven by God, you want to know that you're going to go to heaven when you die? You want to know that there's going to be a place for you in heaven? Listen, 
you can repent of your sin. But what that means is to say, God, I'm sorry. And you have to be willing to turn from your sin. But if you are, God will forgive you. He'll write your name in the book of life in heaven. And your sin will be washed away. So if that's your desire, then you pray this prayer. If you mean it in your heart, God will hear you. You might say, well, how do I know God's going to listen to me? Because God always listens to this prayer. He's not not going to listen to you. So if you want to get right with the Lord, whether you're a believer or not, you pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe you died for me. I believe you were buried. I believe you rose again from the dead. Come inside of me. Help me to live for you. God, I want to go to heaven. Be my Lord. Be my God. Be my Savior. And be my friend. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer, I got some materials that will help you and encourage you in this walking relationship with Christ. And so I need you to email me your name and address to Bible at corechurchla.com. So give me your name and address to Bible at corechurchla.com, and we will mail you these materials free of charge to encourage you. And may the Lord God bless you. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app available on iOS and Android. Core Truth is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA, that's Core Church LA, one word, to 77977. You can also give via our app or online at corechurchla.org, as well as writing to our P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.